Chapter 8 of Billy Whiskers, The Autobiography of a Goat by Francis Trigo Montgomery. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Allison Hester. Chapter 8 Billy and Nanny Get Into Mischief. When next we see Billy, he and Nanny are lying peacefully in the moonlight, fast asleep. After running away from Mike, Nanny showed Billy the way into the country, for she knew the road well, as she had had to draw a can of milk to town every morning. When they were once out of town, Billy said, Now, Nanny, we must find a nice meadow somewhere in which we can get some grass to eat and water to drink, and then you must tell me all that has happened since I last saw you. But first... We must get as far away from the road Mike will have to take to get home as we can, or he will find us. So they turned off at the first cross road they came to, and hurried on until they found the fine green pasture where we now see them. The next day they were in this same pasture, enjoying themselves, when they saw some boys coming toward them. At first they thought the boys were looking for them, but soon discovered from their conversation that the boys were going swimming in a little lake at the end of the meadow near the woods. They passed close by the goats without paying any attention to them. One boy had a bag of popcorn he was eating, and Billy, smelling it, commenced to long for some. The fireman had bought salted and buttered popcorn for him every day, and the smell of this made him hungry, and he determined to get the bag from the boy. "'But how can you, Billy?' asked Nanny when he told her he was going to get the popcorn. "'I'll tell you. When they leave their clothes on the bank and go in swimming, I will steal up and eat what is left in the bag, and anything else I find in their pockets.' "'How are you going to get anything out of their pockets without hands?' "'Why, I will eat pocket and all if I smell anything I like in there.' answered Billy. Billy Whiskers, you are the most determined goat I ever heard of, said Nanny. If you want anything, you are going to have it, no matter how you have to get it. I guess you are right, Nan, but if you had ever tasted salted and buttered popcorn, you too would have it if you had to hook all five of those boys into the lake to get it. Come along, and we will go over near the lake, so when they go into the water, we can go through their clothes, and I will give you your first taste of a town delicacy in the shape of popcorn. Billy and Nanny soon arrived at the bank of the lake, where the boys had gone swimming, and behind a clump of bushes, they found the boys' clothes. Billy lost no time in smelling out the bag of popcorn, but alas, when found, it was empty. Billy's disappointment knew no bounds, and he began to vent his spleen on the clothes that were lying around by hooking and stamping on them. When throwing a coat up in the air on his two horns, two nice red apples rolled out of one of the pockets. After eating one of these, and allowing Nanny to eat the other, he felt a little less angry and commenced to smell around for something else equally as good. All this time they could hear the boys shouting and splashing in the water, oblivious of the mischief that was being done to their clothes, for they could not see the goats through the bushes. "'Oh, Billy, come here,' called Nanny, "'and see what I have found. 
It smells awfully good, but I don't know what it can be. Billy went, and after smelling the coat, pronounced the good smell to come from a piece of gingerbread in one of the pockets. How do you know? asked Nanny. Well, I guess if you had eaten as many pieces of gingerbread as I have, you would not forget the name. When I lived at Mr. Wagner's, his boys used to give it to me often. But the trouble was to get it out of the pocket now that it was found. Billy threw the coat up in the air, shook it in his mouth, and did everything else he could think of, but the gingerbread would not fall out. So when the coat turned wrong side out and the pocket lay exposed, he ate pocket and all, forgetting to save any for Nanny. Oh, Nanny, forgive me. I forgot to give you some and you found it. But don't care, for it did not taste very good, and I felt something hard go down my throat, and I think I must have swallowed a jackknife also. Here is something good, Nanny. A white shirt with starched cuffs. You take one sleeve, and I'll take the other, and I know you will like the starchy taste. The goats were standing there, each chewing on a cuff, when they heard the boys coming, and it happened that they both heard the noise at the same time, but turned to run in opposite directions, which tore the shirt from top to bottom, and when the boys first saw the goats, they were scampering off with a piece of shirt waving from their mouths. The boys started after them, but the rough ground the goats were running over hurt the boys' feet, so they had to give up and content themselves with throwing stones at the two runaways. When the boys went to see what damage had been done, they found one boy minus a pair of trousers, another a shirt, and all the rest had lost their collars and cuffs, to say nothing of the pockets that were missing. But the boy whose trousers were gone was in the worst fix, as the others could go home without any collars, and the boy, minus a shirt, could button his coat up tight to his neck, and no one would know he had no shirt on. But alas for the trouserless boy! What was he to do? At last they hit on a plan. He was to take one of the boy's coats and stick his legs in the sleeves, and button the coat tightly in front, and tie it on round his waist with a string. This he did, but when he had to walk, he could only take the very shortest of steps. This, with the comical picture he made, sent the boys into peals of laughter, and they rolled on the ground and held their sides for pain from laughing when he stubbed his toe and fell head over heels, or when he tried to climb a fence. End of chapter 8